0: Welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. Welcome to the Junkyard Love Podcast. Today's recommendation is in the form of a TED Talk. It is John Verveke, Cognitive Science Rescues the Deconstructive Mind. I totally love this guy. I've just been super obsessed with his stuff lately. Maybe that one's not for everybody, but you can check it out and give it a listen. Um, He has a lecture series on his YouTube channel. It's like 50 hour long sessions. It's super fantastic called The Meaning Crisis, if you're into these sorts of things. Totally check that one out too. Um, Today's episode is with Nate. It's fantastic. I have a couple other episodes with Nate that you can totally check out and read the descriptions on those as well. Um, This one is from February 21st. I'm going to be going back through and posting things um, in in the recorded date as I recorded them um, and then trying to squeeze in a few uh, mindfulness related, meditation related, now current related podcasts as I work through the backlog. So try to post two a week. We'll see. Enjoy the podcast. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mr. Nate. How are you today? It's a little weird without the headphones. I know. I feel like we're not as locked in. (laughs) So if we seem like we're distracted by squirrels or trains, it's because there's no headphones. Yeah, we we didn't do the headphones today. We're We're just trying that out. But also one thing that is a positive already for any listener is you don't have to hear this fucking chair, man shout out to Nate uh, true. Yeah. brought me a new chair I'm sitting It's comfy my butt cheeks <laughs> yep, feel real nice yep, yep. It's, it's a blessing I'm I had it sitting
1: around it. I figured you could put it together if it was in my storage yeah. unit so. dude I, I really appreciate it mm-hmm. I, like the amount of times that I just dealt
0: with that chair like I just complained about I'm like oh, I gotta get a new chair yeah, I, I mean, said you that, never like, do. that's my yeah. way of being
1: I've been thinking about it for a long time too I was waiting to come up here I'm like you know what <laughs> I was like every time I heard that on the podcast I'm like I'm bringing Jake that chair <laughs> <laughs> you stop talking about I that was chair, like I'm bringing Jake because I think I heard like three or four times, like you would be like talking, and then he'd be like, Oh, oh, go, going down, going yeah. down. <laughs>
0: it's, it's hard to be like, I'm talking about something stern, like trying to be tough,
1: and yeah. then I just drop like a whole 12 inches. Yeah, down. and you're like, <laughs> mm, I was like, I'm bringing that guy. That Imagine chair. if
0: you're on a stage, like you're giving a speech, and just sometimes randomly, like the stage just drops Starts, down to regular yeah, level. <laughs> yeah, come on.
1: you be like, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, man, I've been thinking about that for a while. I was like, God. I heard it on the last one too. I was like, I heard you like mid sentence. You're like, oh, oh, going down, go <laughs> down. <you> later. <laughs> I, I was just like, add sound I was like, all right, I'm getting, get, all right, I was like, all right, I'm getting that chair. I'm getting that damn chair out of my
0: storage. Unit. Well, bro, I appreciate it. I'm I'm comfy now. Um, give me a quick lowdown. It's been a while. Like, yeah. it's just just how you how you been lately, man. Like, what 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 have you been up to? I've
1: been I've been good, man. I've been um, I have my ups and downs, you know. I'm actually um, I'm on a path right now to do a speaking event in vancouver Mm -hmm. so it's called band talks it's similar it's like a mini version of ted talks that um the city of vancouver does and uh, iq credit union puts on um they pick seven speakers i made it past the first audition a video audition and then i have a live audition on tuesday so um i'm pumped man i really uh I feel I, I know I'm going to get it like I, there's no question in my mind. It, it's funny because I um, I'm really just like. Kind of like I don't want to use the word nutting up, but I kind of just like nutting up and I'm just going with the fact that I'm going to get it. And um, I put it. Uh, somebody asked me was or messaged me like, dude, congratulations, like, you know, you got your thing. And I was like, um, it's not I didn't get it yet. And he was like, well, it says it in your bio. I was like, yeah, I did that for a reason. Oh shit, right. I put um in my bio um Van Talks twenty twenty speaker and I have it on my phone background. I have it written on my wall. Um I'm manifesting this thing, bro. And I really am like I'm going into it um like I already have it. Like and I really am I really feel like it's just my time. Like I'm up, like I'm up next, like this is this is for me. And I just I'm so confident, like not super confident in my um my speaking skills and the technical side of it but just confident in just what i bring to the table and my um my delivery and my emotion i think is what's gonna is what's gonna capture in the rawness of it so
0: well i think that's a good place to be because it's like even outside of the content like based off of it's not so much based off of what you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. It's like it's how like, you like say. If it. if you it's go, not what you say. It's how you yeah, say. Yeah, like if you yeah. know, like I'm gonna go up at like whatever they say. Like if they said randomly last minute, like, "Hey, can you get up and fill this 15 minutes?" You'd probably be like, "Cool, I got this." Like I don't know what I'm talking about. Exactly. But I feel like you'd be yeah. fine. Can and, you talk about this? I, I want to make sure this. I know you, mm-hmm. and I know ambition, and I know a lot mm-hmm. of people with ambition um this like knowing that you have because a lot of times like so so we see like let's say law of attraction Mm -hmm. like there's like the secret that's on netflix right yeah yeah. like just saying like i'm gonna have these things isn't isn't what makes them happen exactly like allowing it to be like uh, allowing yourself to to follow this like knowing Mm -hmm. that you have in your stomach yeah
1: i don't know just just talk about this knowing like how do you I, i i think i'll you know honestly i think confidence comes from uh preparation i i watch um McGregor is like a huge, huge law of attraction guy. I listen to him talk. Um, I listen to things that he does, and it's like, you know, I, at first I think people just look at him, and I think they look at him on the surface, mm-hmm. and they don't do the research on him. I watch all these YouTube videos on him. I watch all these documentaries. Like the stuff that he says, and and the things that come out of his mouth, yeah, they're a little, you know, far fetched and they're a little out there. But he's really a humble person, and the stuff that he says, he wants it's not necessarily that he is that it's almost like this affirmation to himself and to the world at the same time. So I have this affirmation that I read and it's like, if I read it out loud, people would think I was nuts, Mm. but that's what he's doing. And so I was like, maybe I need to step this affirmation thing up. Like maybe I really need to put out there what I really want. And I've always been, um, big on visualizing, um, and, like, really actually taking time out of my day to see in my head what I want. And I and it was one of those things where I was like, God, you know, if I tell people this, they're going to think I'm nuts. You know, or if I tell people this, you know. Tell the wrong people. Pe- yeah. People are going to think it's cliche, but I used to do it with riding all the time. I used to um, go to the gym and sit in the sauna and just visualize myself doing these tricks. And then when I would do them, it's like I already did it. Like it literally, like I would close my eyes and I can feel it and I would just literally do it and it would, I was like, that didn't feel new because I had visualized it in my head so many times. What's it feel like when my legs go through there? Like, well, how am I going to feel when when my ass hits the tank? Like, you know what I mean? How am I going to feel afterwards? Like I had done that so many times and I'm like, that worked for me. Why not do it with everything else? But I think it's just because um, I was watching this, this uh, little thing on YouTube about um, talent versus actually <laughs> it was you it was the podcast. it was it was when you were talking about talent versus um things that you want, like your goals and like what you think if you're talented is something that you're supposed to do it. I've just like been really talented at the bike, so I think what it comes down to is like with the speaking thing, it comes with a lot of things that I um that I slept on myself, like writing. Um, I used to like not write anything cause I didn't want to look at my handwriting and how ugly I feel like my handwriting is. And like, you know, I would, um, not ever write anything down because then if, at least if I thought it in my head, I could get rid of it cause it's like not down there. But I'm for like, sure if I write that down and I go back and read it, I'm like, am I going to feel stupid? So I don't, I don't, I never have wrote before until now. And I started writing cause I'm like, I need to start writing down my thoughts and writing down these little nuggets for, for speeches. And like, um, you know, I would, I would fail to do that just because, like I said, I didn't want to look at my handwriting. I didn't want to, I didn't want to look back and be like, God, what was I thinking? Like, you know, like, and so it just, I feel like the manifestation thing comes down to, um, putting in the work. And I feel like that's where the confidence comes from. Yeah. And then just belief too, you know, I had, um, I was talking to somebody of the older generation about this van talks and, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to get it. Like, there's no question in my mind. Like, I can feel it. Like, I I know what I'm going to say. I just, I have this just connection with emotion. And I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge um, informational speaker. I really like emotion. And so that's why, like you know, you're I, trying to spit a bunch of
0: facts. Or yeah.
1: Like which, I, which I do. Statistics. That's why the only person I really, that I like listening to that speaks facts is Jordan Peterson. Cause he's emotional too. And he's very connected. Um, I'm not huge in the lectures. I'm really not like, you know, I do like certain kind of facts, but tell me how they relate in real life so I can connect an emotion to it. You know what I mean? Tell the stories, you know what I mean? The stories. So I'm like, I just, I'm so confident in my, in my ability to capture emotion. And, um, someone I will not name uh, said, well, you know, just don't get your hopes up. And I, you know what? Fuck that sentence. And I was literally like, that is the fucking problem. Yeah. That's the problem with everybody right now. Nobody's getting their fucking hopes up. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Get your fucking hopes up. If your hopes are not up, you are not putting in maximum effort to what you're doing because you already think that you're going to fail. Right. If I don't walk in that bitch and be like, I I already have this attitude, like they fucked up letting me speak in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you already fucked up. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Like you should, like you should have never let me in this fucking door. That's the way I look Love at that. it. Because if I don't think that, I'm 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 not gonna prepare. I'm gonna lack self confidence when I get in there, because I'm like, oh well, we we do this thing that's like we almost don't put in the effort on purpose so if we do fail we have an excuse and then we're not disappointing ourselves because failure in itself is a disappointment to some people depending on what way you look at it right. but if you look at why would you not put in your full effort? You're going to fail no matter what. Like whatever goal you're trying to hit like I really feel like there's a connection with yourself if it's something that's so so deep it wants to know how much you want it, right? And bro. it's gonna test you. And if you put in half ass effort, you're gonna get half ass results. Like I feel like there's that. I see it um, from a male perspective a lot with like uh, trying to talk to girls. Like, you'd be like, oh, I didn't care. I didn't fucking try anyways. Like, fuck her. Like, forget about it. Right, right, like, right. I I saw that my entire life, and then I'm like, when I grew up, I see it from an adult standpoint, and I'm like, what are people not getting their hopes up about that they're not trying? Cause you can't, if you don't believe you can do it, you will not take the necessary steps into the necessary action to do these things.
0: What's that? What's that?
1: Uh, you accept the love you think
0: you deserve or something like that yeah. almost comes in right there. Like if for you, yourself. Yeah. Like, like if you let yourself be talked down out of your own dreams by yourself, it's like, like what, like, what does that really
1: mean? And I what think, and, and, and in that just, just care be careful who you talk to you know I went to a family function yesterday and I knew it was going to be like this and I was like dreading going I'm just not the the surface level conversation kind of guy like that whole like hey how's it going kind of thing it just kills me and Mm -hmm. uh I was talking to my one of my family members and he was like you know how you doing you know what are you doing and uh I'm honest like you know some people aren't ready for it but I'm honest he's like you know how's uh how's work how's life and I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to figure out what makes me happy. And I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna get ready to, uh, you know, get into a different industry. I'm not sure. And he was like, Oh yeah, you ready for a career? And I'm like, Bro, fuck. And I kind of wanted to be like, I don't like to put people down, you know. Right. But I'm honest at the same time, and I, you know, I, I held my tongue. Um, and I looked at him. I just said, Nah, man. I'm, I'm trying to be happy. And uh, I kind of just wanted to be like. You know, I don't want your life. I don't want to be fucking miserable. Right. You know, I don't, I don't want to work a job that I don't like. I don't want to have, you know, I don't want to be trapped because I've created a family and created these things. And then all of a sudden, no matter if I'm unhappy or not, I can't make a change. Right. I want to do it now. And I want to figure out what makes me feel happy and makes me feel fulfilled right now yeah. before I get where you're at. And then I can't make a change because you have obligations. So I just really took me back and I was just like just a, like a check in the light bulb and a check in the head and why I don't like that kind of stuff. Because right. it's just like, like I'm honest, you know, what I mean, like but not a lot of people are going to that that conversation makes people really uncomfortable.
0: Well, can we talk so like that that person, the, the older person who said that to you, um, like I, I want to actually dig that that sentence mm-hmm. out like like so that person. They weren't trying to, but they put you down. Yeah. So yeah. So the the a lot of the thing that the, and this is my outside observation. A lot of the times, I think that a lot of our younger age people, a lot of our age, like our ambitions, all these things. I think whatever we're going through, there's a lot of older people who are under the assumption that we're still doing that kid thing and we'll figure out how to get to where they're at eventually. Yeah. They think that whatever the fuck we're doing right now, we're all going to end up exactly where they always knew we'd be. Yeah. Like you're going to, one day you're going to ask me for that job at or One day you're going to need me to get you on that. Mm. And it's like, Mm. like they're and they think they're giving us grace a lot of the times. I think a lot of, a lot of people think like, well, cool. I'm, I'm letting you do your thing, but eventually you're going to want to get what I want. Yeah. And it's, I, I think what's more important than that is like, stop, trying to see young people stop trying to see people like nate tansman and jake ryan's as somebody who is going to eventually live a life that you lived yes. like 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 my my life already has been drastically different my thought patterns are very different than a lot of the people who would be saying those sort of things to yep. me like I, I i worked for five years at a lumber mill in that and nothing against this way of living by any means but the whole time i was there it was this like like everyone's like, dude, why aren't you putting more into your 401k? And like, why don't you go for this manager position? And yeah. Why don't you do this? And I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not, I ain't here. Like this, yeah. this is, I'm here to put my work in and I'm not going to be half-assed about it, but my dreams are bigger than this. And, and like, it's almost this eye roll. Like they, they don't want to be disrespectful. It'd be like, uh, okay. Like they're just like waiting for you that day when you wake up and you're going to be like, you know what? I was wrong about all that dream stuff. I'm just going to yeah. work at the mill. You know,
1: and I, I think when when you find out what's really important to you is when things change. I really do. Like, uh, I was in a similar situation like that, um, two years ago, um, with a job. And I started to realize that what I was doing for the money I was making, um, uh, was not sitting well with me. And everyone thought I was crazy. You know, my parents thought I was crazy. You're making how much, like, you know, I, I didn't make, I didn't make crazy money, but, I in my tax bracket. I mean, I was in the like 18%. Like so, you know, the rest of the the you know, more well more than half of America are making less money than me and I'm looking at this like why am I so unhappy? Yeah. What is wrong? Like can, like can, like I can have everything I want. Everything I say that I've always wanted in my life, I have the money to have it. So what is going on? Yeah. I'm not happy. Why don't I feel that thing? Where's I'm not happy. I'm not that. fulfilled. Yeah. And, and I figured out that after a very long time and after somebody trying to help me and trying to tell me that things don't make you feel fulfilled. And if you keep looking for a thing, you're, it'll never stop. It will never, ever, ever stop. And it's there's constant reach for something that we don't have because we don't know what it's like to have it and we don't like the unknown. So if you've never experienced that thing, what's that thing like? And all you can picture in your head about how great it's going to be. That's all you want. Until you have it. And then you're like, it's, I mean, it was the most unhappiest I've been the unhappiest I've been
0: so you so you're like you're cheat you achieved the dream but it wasn't yours right? exactly like it's like yeah like like what where do you go from there like so so, at what point do you go from like okay I'm at this but like at, at what point do you start listening to your own intuition and being like fuck I gotta I you think know I, I think I think way.
1: the problem is is that uh I feel like you can't have your cake and eat it too as I started listening to my ambition or intuition But I also stayed, so I ended up getting fired because I was listening to myself, and I um, was—the things that I wasn't okay with that were going on, I was talking to people about that worked there so they would be aware of it. And obviously, that's a cancer for somebody that's trying to run a business. So um, I was actually following my intuition, but you can't stay there at the same time. You know what I mean? I should have just walked away. Um, and I'm I'm honestly, that was the best thing that ever happened to me was getting fired from that place. The best thing that's ever happened to me. Because I, I was like looking at myself like, what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to go back to doing that same thing and go back and find another job? that's exactly like that one with the same amount of money. Or are you going to now take this time to see that it's this is your chance to to tell people about what to believe in, what believe in themselves and and in believing character and integrity. And like, I made up this thing that it's like, we judge a man by times when he has nothing, when nobody's around and when there's nothing in it for him. Who are you in those times? Who are you when you don't have anything? Who are you when you have no materials? Who are you when you strip yourself down? Who are you when nobody's around? When nobody's watching, what are you doing? Right. And who are you? When you're in situations that nothing benefits you, what do you do? And I feel like those are three questions that a lot of people need to ask themselves. Are you willing to do something when there's no, when there's no guarantee? Are you willing to do something when there's nothing in it for you? And I think that's a problem with our generation and our relationships. You know, they, you know, we're the 2020 and, and in our generation, we're the generation of entrepreneurs, which is fantastic. We are also the highest suicides ever, the most depression, the most all this stuff, because I feel Those like numbers are stupid. High. These numbers they're, are stupid. High. They
0: don't even make sense, brother. Crazy. And
1: so I feel like, you know, that but I feel like we can be that change and we can be that balance because I feel like the reason that it was a little lower in our older generations because they conformed. And I feel like that's why they didn't do those kind of things. It's like, we, you know, some people obviously change, but you know, you marry one person and whether you're happy or not, you stay with them and, and you stay at your job and you pay your bills. And it's like, now we're on the opposite end of the extreme. Right. We don't want to work at all. And we don't want to be in our relationships that are hard and we don't want to do any things that are, you know, we don't want to have compassion for people. The shit that happens right now in 2020 was not happening a long time ago. People were right. more compassionate. People were helping people. There wasn't, you know, the amount of, like like those numbers that we we're talking about, there's those numbers were not like that for a reason. Cause we had better quality human beings. I was at the gym the other day with my homeboy, I was, uh, stretching and he was at the squat rack and it's a wooden platform, uh, for deadlifting. He walks over and I'm like, he's going to the front desk. I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. Somebody had spilled their whole entire water bottle on the platform, walked away, filled up his water bottle and came back. So he told the guy at the front desk, and the guy at the front desk walked over, cleaned it up in front of the guy that spilled it. The guy watched him clean it up and didn't say a fucking word. I walked over to him. Some weirdo shit. I walked over to him, and I tapped him, and I said, that was the most disrespectful shit I've seen in a long time.
0: Good for you, damn.
1: And he was like, what? And I was like, you spilled that water, and you just watched the guy walk over here, clean that up, and it's not his job. And you didn't say shit to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. My bad. I was like, dude, don't say don't say sorry to me, bro. Yeah. You don't owe me an apology. Go say sorry to him. Yeah. Like the fact that he came up with a situation in his head so fast and he looked at that dude and was like, if I don't say anything or if I disrespect this guy, it doesn't matter because he has a job to do and he'll lose his job if he says anything to me. So, Jeez. you know, that's what he was what a thinking shitty place to put people. In. And that's what you I'm know? saying. The quality of people that we have right now is just shitty because i feel like we're not empathetic because we fail to dig into ourselves yeah and we fail to you think other people are ugly because you won't look yourself in the mirror and see that you're ugly everybody's ugly everybody's ugly and everybody's beautiful
0: ain't that the truth i mean it's true it's it's so true and I, I just we all got a bad wolf dude sometimes we've been feeding it too long. Exactly. We also got a good wolf, you know.
1: Yeah, I just um I don't know. It, it 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 drives me insane to see shit like that. And I think, you know, one of the reasons that I'm like so motivated to to be different now is that I was that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have been that guy. I I you know, I can't really say I would have done that, but you know, I How do you, How do you see
0: Okay, so like in this situation, you can see it now as like, I, I was like, similar. I could have been that guy without, and the thing is, I don't think back then, say three years ago, you're this guy, like you you let the shit spill, you're like, I don't care. Like, I don't think the thought is, I know I spilled that, I know that fucking guy has to come clean it up, like I don't give a fuck, I'm uh, whatever. Like, I don't think it's so much like, it's his fucking job to clean it up. I think it's more of like, you're so caught up in thinking about yourself, you're so caught up in your own... Yep. In your own whatever that you're actually not self-aware you're actually yeah. not mm-hmm. or emotionally aware yeah. of of other people yep. having because like like even if so okay so, so in this moment as this dude's wiping this up right what would hurt what would hurt the guy who spilled the bottle what hurt him is to is to realize like damn bro I just made that guy work harder. I feel a little embarrassed. Yeah. Like, so to avoid that pain, yeah. you just you don't even look
1: at it. Yeah. You're
0: like, oh, why are you picking it up? Carry on with my fucking bicep girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I think a lot of the things that we do, uh, we don't even notice that what other people are suffering through because of us, uh, because of our lack of self-awareness, I agree, like our, yeah. la- our lack of, we're so caught up in our own shit. sometimes. Mm, I,
1: I think that, um, what you and I have advantage of that not a lot of people talk about is, um, is like relationships, I really feel like our relationships, romantic relationships um, in our day and age are just, especially our age, people are just bad, dude, like really, really bad. And I think that's a huge part of what's going on with our relationships is that we don't self, we're not self-aware and we don't do the things that are necessary to be able to put ourselves in our partner's shoes. And, and, And it's like, how can i how can you know how can i look at you we have this vision for this person right you meet them that honeymoon stage right and everything's great you know it's like oh god we're just having sex all the time and you know it's great and uh it's lovey-dovey and you can't get enough of them and you spend every single day with them and the second that they show you something you don't like Mm -hmm. we're ready to skate right and I did that for so long. And that's why I bounced around in relationships and that's why I have the reputation that I have is because it didn't matter how long it lasted to me. Hey, if it lasted six months and you didn't show me something ugly, that's great. And we're at six months. Mm-hmm. If we lasted a year and you didn't show me something like that, that's great. If it lasted two days and you showed me something ugly, see ya. Like, but I feel like what character is and what kind of person I am is this, that's not it. And I was doing something where I was using somebody else to fill something for me. And the second that I saw a side of them that I didn't like, boom, see ya. Right. Because of the fact I wasn't willing to do the work with myself and I wasn't able to dig into my own shit. So there's something about me that's ugly inside. And until I get there, until I do that work, until I heal those childhood traumas, until I heal all the bullshit that I've been through, until I get past the fact that my first girlfriend left me, until I get past all that, there's no possible way for me to be empathetic towards my partner. There's no way. Right. And, and and I'm like, it's crazy because it's not until, you know, these years later that I feel bad. I literally put these People through hell, and I, Jake, I swear, I never felt bad, no matter what I did. I never once felt bad until right now.
0: That's fucking heavy.
1: It's crazy. Um, I've been trying my best not to everybody, but to respect people's boundaries, but to reach out to people and apologize to them, because I feel like, yeah, you know, it's like it's one of those just like better late than never kind of things, because. I mean, I've, I've been so heavy on my heart. Like, I'm just like, I, got, I gotta, I gotta say something. Right. Even if it doesn't, you know, even if it doesn't hit them, even if they don't give a shit, even right. if they don't, you know. I, I, I finally understand now that I've dug into myself. This is what you've done to people. When people are looking at you crying and, and you're looking at them like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. Get away from me. You're so ugly. Right. Your traumas and your triggers are, they're too much for me. Yeah. When the whole time I was the ugly one because I wasn't sympathetic and I wasn't empathetic and I wasn't able to put myself in the person's shoes. I think that um having a a healthy form of empathy, I don't think you should make decisions based on empathy, like, Oh, I feel bad for you, so I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that, but taking that person's pain as your own. I mean, how do you expect to have a long lasting relationship if you don't have that kind of connection? Right. And I think that's something that we really lack right now. And I think in friendships too, 2020 everybody's like fucking cut the bullshit. And I think that's great. I'm all about being positive. I don't like negativity, but at the same time I value relationships. So what point do we stop looking at people before we walk away from them and say, instead of saying you're ugly, You're negative, you're toxic, bye. What point do we look them in the face and say, What's going on? Mm
0: -hmm. What can
1: I do? Right. Instead of, that's what we're doing. People are ghosting people, people are cutting people off, people are walking away from their friends and family and relationships before we ask. If that's what's healthy for you, if you have to get away, fine. But fucking ask first. Right. Ask. Ask what is wrong. You
0: know, you notice a lot of times when you ask people like that, when you just like, get into those moments of of uh, just giving them the space giving them the space to change and giving them the space of being like hey you know what bro i see that whatever you're mad about you ain't mad about that Mm -hmm. what the fuck's really going on and like a lot of times they can put up their guard quick we all do but a lot of times you can just ask them and it's enough for them to kind of like be like oh shit my momentum was in the wrong direction wasn't it kind of stop them and be like what is going on and then like damn there's a friend asking if i'm okay what should i say right should i tell them that i'm not sometimes that's all it takes just asking you
1: know yeah and it's like i think the reason we don't ask is because we have this fear that something in us might be exposed so that's why we don't ask we're like some there's a reason that that person is toxic for you i firmly believe that if someone's in your life and they're toxic for you it, it means that there's something that you need to deal with you know so or if someone's making you uncomfortable or if someone is healthy, healthy pushes in, in the right direction are necessary. And I feel like we take them as challenges, especially as males. So if you're trying to help us, a female, you don't know, we're, we know, Yeah. we know where we're going. We're, we're the guys, we're supposed to have everything, you know, like under control and we're supposed to have uh, everything figured out, you know, and we don't, if anything, no, if anything, I firmly believe that males need more guidance than females.
0: Dude, it's yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. 100%. Uh I just watched actually uh it's like the whole masculine feminine thing is, is fresh in my mind. I just watched last night Birds of Prey, the one with uh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like the Suicide Squad one. Um and and Shaylee and I were talking about like masculine and feminine energy last night. I feel like we heard that um do do you, do you stumble across that? And like, you, like the things that you watch and things you consume, like masculine energy, feminine, cause it's something that's new to me, but I used to kind of be like, that's kind of a fucking weirdo, but like it, it starts to make more sense. And I, I think again, I
1: think it's that, I think that's what creates connection. So I think for, um, for males, I think we're brought up to be like, um, a little hardened. And I think what makes us not deal with the stuff that we have going on inside is what keeps us hardened and when we start dealing with those problems and dealing with those traumas i feel like we soften up a little bit and we get and we get to the the point where we can we can take care of our women like that's just what it comes down to like a women need to be emotionally taken care of and if you haven't gone back and done that work you cannot take care of a woman emotionally you can't yeah that's what it comes down to women need women need to be taken care of emotionally and if we don't as men go back and deal with this shit that we need to deal with we cannot take care of them we can't
0: We can't show up fully
1: no because what what are you going to do when she has a problem how do you do how do we deal with them stop crying about it right what well, do you mean and and
0: i think dude something that i've had to discover because i thought that i could fucking just like push away my shit i had to deal with from childhood forever mm-hmm. i thought i was just good like i'm good i'm tough I'm i'm cool like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. But because that's what that's what that's what we're supposed to do. But dude, like then you get to a point where like a couple of years ago, it's like boiling point. And what what I what fell into me is I'm just naked, having the worst anxiety attack of my life. Shaley's holding this. I'm just bawling in her lap for like hours. And it was like this like healing thing. I'm talking yeah. about here before. Yeah. I mean, and like that was one of the most difficult things I've ever done is just have that have that like. Like for anybody to see any of us like that, like, for like to be a man in this world, like you don't want, of course you don't want anybody to see you cry. But like, for me, it's like, I would get behind closed doors by myself, in my own house, cry. That's mm. how I would just have my breakdowns, have my breakdowns. But I'd be like, if Shaylee sees that shit, dude, she is leaving me instantly. There's no fucking way. She's not staying with me. Mm. After yeah, that. there's that like, weird, it, uh. Like,
1: Fear. Um,
0: but it's it's made our relationship better than it's ever been. Like my relationship is stronger than it's, it's ever It's one of
1: those things it's like we don't want to have a kink, a chink in our armor, dude. So right. if we do, it's like, you know, we, we've put on this. We've made this character as a male. It's big. It's strong. It's, you know what I mean? It can mm-hmm. defend. It can mm-hmm. protect. But if we take that down, who are we? And I think that's the separation in our relationships right now is that women don't operate like that. Women don't operate in, in in a sense where you know all my men all my man does is go out provide and protect me. That's it. you you're not set up to succeed like that and I think that's the problem is that people are telling us that's what we need to do. People are telling us we're supposed to go out and get these jobs. you're supposed to have these material flashy things you're right. supposed to have this, you're supposed to have that. This is the the form of masculinity that that we've been shaped to apply our lives to. And now we're wondering why our relationships are failing because we can't connect with our women. Right. You, the reason that you're able to connect with her is that you finally shown her who you really are. How can you connect with someone if you're not authentic? And, and is, I think that sounds a little, uh, a little harsh, but when we're putting on that mask that we do, we're not being authentic, right? It's really It's a lie. You're lying to your partner subconsciously. You're not speaking it, but in not showing who you truly are, you're lying. I mean, I think that was a big, big failure in my last relationship is that I was scared to show my partner who I really was. She never, ever, ever showed me that she would leave me if I told her anything. But I just had this weird thing about, I can't tell her you know i can't tell her these things i can't tell her who i am inside because i'm a monster you know i i feel like she's gonna judge me i feel like you know i've had people before where they would be like you know just tell me these things then you tell them and they bounce so you build up this wall and you almost lose trust in everyone right when you shouldn't people You need to be authentic in who you are and trust that the people that are supposed to be in your life are going to be there. And I truly believe that if I would have just opened up and just was like, these are the things that I'm dealing with. This is why. Will you explore them with me? Will you take me to this place that I've never gone and I really don't want to go? But I think that if we do, that it will help our relationship. Finding a partner like that, and, and I really think that men are so scared to show that side of them. And I think if we start that we would be surprised how much better our relationships are will get and how much stronger of a connection we'll have with our women if right. we show those sides of us. That's all they want. Like if if someone is is afraid of of your demons, they're not meant for you anyways. And I and I truly believe that. Yeah, goddamn, dude, it's hitting me
0: hard when you're saying this just because like I'm going <laughs> through like just st- like how sturdy Shaylee is is by my side mm, through all this. Yes. Shit. Like I, I, I was telling you, man, I've had, I, I had some stuff um, from my childhood that I'm, that I'm just now dealing with. You know, I was avoiding it for too long. Um, within Lily, the last week, and it's been a lot of like, uh, I'm talking to Shaylee about it. Like we're just bullshitting, hanging out. on The couch. we're watching, tea. we're having a good time. Yeah. And then I just start fucking bawling, dude. I can't take it. And it happens like multiple times a day because I'm just going through a pretty emotional time because yeah. of it. But like. Like, she just, she just, her posture gets stronger, and she just fucking holds me, man. And she just, and she just, she helps me figure out, and she lets me just ramble these words out. And she's like, "Okay, well, like maybe it's this," and she doesn't judge me. She doesn't make me feel worse for it. She, it's just like these things that I had spent so much time just being terrified. Like nobody's ever gonna fucking. I'm, I'm taking that to the grave with me. Like that's, that's, that's my trauma. That's my shit. You know, and and when you. I feel like it's this weird
1: transformation of we've we've become something that we never wanted because somebody else told me told us that's what we're supposed to be and now you have to go all the way back. Yeah, you got to rewind. Like, it's you went like, down the wrong path. It's almost like emotionally you're starting over and you're re- rewiring yourself like from a child. So in order to get to where you're supposed to be and to really truly be who you are, it's going to be rough. I mean, I, I it's been real. it's been rough for me. I've never had, I've always made it a joke, but I've always had like task anxiety, like, Oh, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. If I don't get next it done, day, I don't feel day, good. But I've been having real anxiety lately, like waking up in the middle of the night, heart pumping, can't keep my legs still like for anybody that's had that, like salute to you because yeah. this shit's no joke it's real and bro it's real it's, it's and real. um it's a human thing it's okay to feel it you don't have to like pretend yeah, you didn't feel it either. yeah That's, and I, I really feel like i'm just some something's, something's going on that i'm not dealing with and you know i'm like i said i'm you know I'm, I'm i gotta be you know motivational and i gotta be i gotta get up and you know lately it's been um i feel like my creative brain has been better at night so i've been staying up hella late instead of getting my ass up really early um, I'll stay up to like three or four o'clock in the morning because I just feel like my creative brain is just I don't know something about it. Something about um, letting things happen during the day and then unwinding at night and then letting it all out somewhere on a piece of paper or through a video yeah. or something. It's just something about it is so much better. I feel like when I wake up, my brain's fresh, which yeah. could be good, but I feel like that's when I'm taking information in instead of letting information out. Um, but yeah, I've been having a hard time sleeping, bro. I mean, I haven't slept in good and in, in a really long time and i've you know i feel like it's just it's something that i'm holding in that i need to let out and i've you gotta go there yeah. you gotta go there you have to go there with yourself you have to dig up that shit that you don't want to dig up that's how we create better connections with our partners that's how we cre- create better connections with ourselves you can't know what you want if you're if you're living a life that somebody else built for you, you can't know what you want if you're living a life where you're running from your past or you're running from things. Like you're still carrying it. Right. And yeah, I, I just We gotta grow and it's it's a lot harder than I than than you think. I really I really thought growth was um success for a really long time. Like, well, you know, I'm growing my Income is increasing my, you know, I'm in a relationship closer to buying a house. I'm closer to buying a house. I, you know, I, I, I I don't have a car payment. I paid my car off. I, I live in a really nice place. I'm growing. And I wasn't, I was going backwards because in that time that I was doing all those things and accomplishing quote unquote, I was unhappy. So, you're either growing or you're dying. I feel like, and I feel like I, my soul was dying every single day that I wasn't being authentic. Every single day that I wasn't dealing with the shit that I should have been dealing with to make my relationship strong. And I, you know, and there's obviously there's two sides to everything, but I feel like you know, I, someone that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with is my fault, because I'm going to use the word <laughs> that I don't know if I should use because we're talking about masculinity, but I couldn't man up, right? Like. That doesn't have to be a toxic sentence. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's, I think, but I think that's the redefinition of it is like doing the things that are necessary. Yeah. Like even emotionally, we think that it's like all physical, but it's not. It's like, I should have just manned up and communicated about the things I was going through. I know that it would have brought us closer together. And if it didn't, then we weren't meant for each other, but how can I be empathetic to her? How can I be, you know, empathetic or sympathetic to anything that she's gone through, anything that I've done to hurt her feelings and to take care of her emotionally if I'm not in touch with that side of myself? And that's where I feel like that softens us. When we deal with ourselves, we connect ourselves to our feminine. How do you think you're going to connect with a woman? You're not with a dude. Right. If you want to marry a dude, <laughs> then all fine. Be fu- with a dude. Be bros up and clank your fucking your core's lights together and have a great life but yeah. you want to be with a woman you got to be you have to be in touch with your feminine i don't care what anybody says you have to be i agree because how can you take care of her yeah, how are you going to understand
0: this person across from me like like trying to trying to understand it's a different being they're a different being yeah. yeah bro we're like 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 when we're talking everything that you say i'm not thinking that you should be thinking of it as as if you lived Jake Ryan's life up until yeah, now, yeah, like it's you having a completely different perspective mm-hmm. and not only that life, but it's, it's like the way that things are handled emotionally, the way that like, dude, a woman is a completely different being than us. Yeah. And we've got to like be able to meet them where they're at and, and have, <laughs> it's, it's, we were talking about this thing. We were talking about. Uh, I use the example of like mowing your lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sometimes you could be a dude mowing your lawn, and then all of a sudden you get interrupted through your headphones because a guy in a Honda Civic just drove past your house. Yeah. And he revs up his engine. You're like, what the fuck was that about? And like, that dude in the Honda Civic probably doesn't even realize he just did this kind of like douchey, like, I- I'm a man and you're a man, no yeah. me thing. Oh. You know, like like in in yo and i'm not even clowning because i have plenty of the same things there's plenty of times that i have i have a fucking my car has 22s and i'm super proud of that oh, yeah. dude, when i'm driving oh and yeah definitely when i got a sound system and i see another motherfucker with like you know he's got a pretty cool car yeah i'm gonna turn my sound system oh you up. have to dude, and like, <laughs> like nowadays though like i feel like i see that and i'm like what what am i trying to do here like what a dorky ass thing to do am i trying to do you know? it's
1: but, it's a competition yeah it's a it's a male masculinity competition we think that what we be, compete
0: for in that moment though.
1: So because we think that, um, it's all about mating. That's what our brain is wired. Our brain is wired for mating. It's so really even though kind of we're friendly. trying to impress girls, what we're actually trying to do is shit on the other guy. Yeah. Because if that puts you on top of the food chain, you have your pick of the litter of your mates.
0: Well, think about animals like, uh, like, but that's is, really like what crap. we are. Well, we are animals. Yeah. yeah like, like. Oh, there's a woman here. And like this crab is going to prove to that woman. that So because he wants to mate with her, he's going to fucking crab his claws. Like I got the biggest claws and he's going to make a dance. He's not even talking to the woman. He's just dancing randomly. That's what and mean. there's another bro that walks by and he's like, what the fuck? I got bigger claws. And like they're battling with each. They fight each other. Instead but it's of, for the girls. It's like,
1: for instead of talking to the woman. Yeah. We fight each other. She's like, well, I'm just going to go watch some TV. if you Yeah, guys are just gonna do this man. Shit. You it's crazy. I feel like that's such that's like that. Um that whole unhealthy, like going out life is that's what that's all about. I find that like, you know, when I people watch and I work in a bar, so it's like a lot of times these dudes aren't even talking to the girls. They're like just spending their time worrying about what these other dudes think about them because it's like this subconscious of being better than the guy next to you. So you can be chosen by that woman. Right. Well, and sometimes I think that we
0: go into these environments thinking that we're just having a good night and thinking that we're just having, no, I'm just chilling. But like, bro, what, what's happening in your body is you walk into that bar, you walk into that club, that environment, and you're fucking puffed up, bro. Yeah. You're, you're like, I think I'm out here to have a good time with the boys. I think I'm out here to listen to some good music. But what's really happening is you're just walking around with your chest as hard as you can get it making sure nobody thinks they can fuck with you. Ooh. Like, bro, you, you're stuck in a, you can't fuck with me attitude the whole night instead of just living your life. Yep. Like, uh, like, if you're having a conversation one-on-one, it's just you and your friend from college. You haven't seen him in a while. You're at the bar. It's a busy-ass bar. If you're not, if you're, you can't even be focused on this one-on-one conversation no. if you're kind of concerned that like somebody's going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. Or you're kind of concerned that like you park next to that motherfucker. You don't really like him. Like, you know, he's here. Like it's this thing that we do to ourselves. And, and I think just noticing like, oh, shit, my, my brain, like, I, I'm not my thoughts, Yeah. one. Like, my brain is like, okay, it seems that I'm kind of, like, worried more about other people right now. What's that all about? Like, shake that off with your body. You yeah. Know? Like, let, let your guard down if you are in these positions. But, yeah, dude, you got to
1: notice. Again, being self-aware, what is it really, what am I really worried about in this moment? What's going to get me towards what I want? and ultimately it's again if it's about a relationship you're going in the opposite direction going outwards and trying to be better than the next person next to you or trying to be better than or trying to uh be better than your own ego or be trying to be more masculine you're going the opposite way when you should be walking backwards towards your partner right we and this is what we do we go out and we get and we want to get drunk and we want to fight and we want to prove our masculinity but the masculinity in itself is, is the, in, in the turning around and in the turning around and go, no, like, what is it going to take for my partner to feel good? And what's it going to take for us to have a better relationship? That's what masculinity is to me. It's not the flexing. It's not the chest puff and it's not all the other bullshit. It's right. connecting the two energies, connecting the masculine, connecting the feminine. Is my partner truly happy? Or am I just out here trying to prove something that doesn't fucking matter? Because I'm caught up in my own shit that I'm not even seeing. You don't see it. So then you neglect your partner you neglect their needs. What does it really take? What does it really take to take care of a woman?
0: I I had this moment I've talked about it on here before. I might've told you before a couple of years ago, and I just was texting Shaylee about it this morning um, where I had this like I don't know where it came from, but I had this like moment of like hope almost like it wasn't like my typical, like, what are you doing? You fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Like yeah. that's how I normally feel. But Ugh. I had this hopeful moment of what happened. Literally, we went out, we had a couple drinks and we had a good night. We had fun and we were, um, wasn't out that late. It was just like kind of a chill night. We're just going. And what happened is, uh, I felt a little too, a little too tipsy to drive. And so I got behind the wheel and what I did, Shaylee sitting right next to me is I pulled out a bag of blow that I had. And I took a key bump, you know, just to clear it before I drive. Yeah. And then what happened is I took this key bump in this sudden thing, which normally this is where self hate would come, but I had this sudden, like, what have you just made normal to this fucking wonderful person next to you? What have yeah. you just made? Because she didn't bad night. She was just texting. She knew that I just did it. Like, she, yeah. But like, I'm like, Jesus, like, Like, I care about this one more than anything in the world. And like, not that she's going to hate me for whatever I'm going through, but like, I just made this situation normal. I'm, I'm a little more tipsy than I want to be. I wasn't drunk, but I was, Uh, her life was in more danger than if I was completely sober. Right. And And I made that normal, bro. And and I had this intuition of like, like, what are you doing? You know, like, and it, it sparked this thing in me, man. And it was like, I don't know, but, but I think that if more people can like see those small moments of like we're so caught up in our own heads. I'm like, well, I want to make sure that that I can drive, but I don't want to fucking DUI. Like whatever. That's what I'm thinking. Instead of being like, how about like, what, like she is alive on this earth, you know? And like, what, like, do I want her to like waste her time with me sucking? You know? Yeah. Like, like what, what am I going to make her like the rest of her life? How does it look if I continue to do this? Yeah. Am I and, just going to keep doing more bumps of blow mm-hmm. next month? And, like,
1: and, and because, and, I, and again, it's taking having integrity, like, you know she loves you and you're like men do things that we can get away with hundred percent that's why if I I listen to a lot of these things about relationships and like you know don't you know don't sleep with somebody on the first day because we're gonna take what we can get that's just you know what I mean that's just what we do if you keep doing that and and she may not be okay with it but she may be like you know I love Jake he's going through something like hopefully this passes you know but it's like you in that moment you realize that you're like what am i doing like what am i putting her through because i can right because i know that she loves me right. and obviously i mean that's i don't know if, what her thoughts on are on that but i'm sure she's like oh i guess i mean sure right yeah i mean she but she would just
0: it, it was like a, it was a thing that I had made. It was she it had become normal. That, situ, that situation had become normal. Not that I did all the time, but she didn't bat an eye. It was, it was whatever. But I was so, again, you're so destructive in your own path. Like I, I'm not caring about myself, and this is what I, the, what we're talking about. Like how you can shift your perspective and realize that you're in your own head and yeah. start caring about somebody else, bro. Yeah. Like start instead of like I'm thinking like, like even making her think towards me. Like like if she was like, hey, what are you doing? I'd be like, well, I, I need it. And like, blah, blah. You'd probably have some justification. Right. Mm-hmm. But even then justifying it is still me not looking out for her.
1: Yeah. And you, um, there's, there was like there had to have been some sort of underlying thing there and why you thought that that was okay. And what, whatever um, created that habit for you that you didn't realize. and And that's what I, again, being self-aware, like we talk about, What is driving you to do unhealthy things? It's not just the unhealthy thing. There's something attached to, to the unhealthy thing that's making you do that. Until you find out the root of what that is, you can't snip that unhealthy thing. You can't just cut out the unhealthy thing because of the fact that humans need a reason for everything. We, we, as much as we say it is what it is, we don't think that we don't ever think it is what it is. We always, why? Why? Hmm. Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why did that person do this? Why did I end up here? It makes so much sense. Everything to has to have a reason. You time. have to connect a reason to it, which is fine. So do that. Figure out that reason. Figure out why you're doing those unhealthy things. Hmm. My biggest issue in my last relationship was sex. I looked at sex one way for a very long time. And it was about dominance. And it was about a woman self-sacrificing, and it was about affirmation. So I needed the dominance because I wanted to feel powerful. I needed the affirmation because um, I was seeking it from my dad and he wasn't giving it to me. So I mm-hmm. thought if somebody else was telling me I was good, oh, yeah, you're good at this, you're good at this, mm-hmm. you're good at this, you're so strong, you're so this, you're so that. And it was about self-sacrifice. So can you do something that you don't really believe in or something that you don't really necessarily like to do for me, you must love me. You must care about me. And so now when I'm with my partner who I truly do have genuine feelings for, how do I shake that part of me? How do I get to a point where I'm not thinking about sex that way? How do I get to a point where sex isn't about dominance and it's about love and it's about sharing something with somebody? How do I get to that point where I'm I'm not thinking about being affirmed or I'm not which I mean I think I don't think in a healthy relationship that's a bad thing but the dominance and the and the self sacrifice is bad Cause, you know I was with a strong-willed woman and was like something in your eye tells me that you're getting off on what I'm doing in a different way like something about in it, this looks unhealthy in mm. like you look like you're enjoying this in a different way than I think you are and I was I looked at you know, I was like, I was almost into like this weird, like porn style Mm -hmm. sex. And then when I got with somebody that I was cared about, how do I have sex now? Now I'm confused. Now I'm like, oh, maybe we should just like, you know, make love like all the time and like, just do missionary. And like, because I don't want to pull your hair or or do anything like that because that brings me back to where I was because I wasn't dealing with it and I didn't know what was triggering it. And I had sex like that ever since I can remember from 18 all the way to 26 and partner after partner, after partner, after partner, after partner, the same stuff just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and getting more, um, deeper because it wasn't fulfilling me. So if I think this is going to fulfill me and it doesn't, it becomes an obsession. So I'm obsessed with trying to get this affirmation and taking it deeper and and uh, getting like more um, emotionally checked out and just being like, you know, like, who are you? Like, you're you're just like an animal at this point. Right. And that was a that was huge in our relationship is is the fact that I couldn't differentiate the sex. I couldn't differentiate the, it was like, you know, it's a, like, you got to be able to be, do everything for your partner and for your, you know, but I'm like, you know, I can't do this style with you. I can't do these certain things with you because it's triggering something in me that makes me go back to these things that I was once doing before because I hadn't dealt with it. I hadn't dealt with all these, these needs that I needed from, Mm -hmm. why do I need dominance? Why do I need to be affirmed? You know what I mean. Why do I need these? Why do I need all these things mentally? And why are they coming through in sex?
0: Right. You think it's because sex is like the easiest way to get it. Yep. Like the 100%. Bro, I think uh, I I listen to. I feel like it comes up in a lot of the podcasts that I listen to. They talk about like the state of pornography, and mm-hmm. you know, so even outside of ourselves, just like pornography, as like just look at it. If you had never watched pornography before, like, and you're really looking at it, like, comparing what happens when you watch a video versus like an actual relationship Mm -hmm. you know like like the way that sex isn't a thing that you're taught growing up it's not a thing that like you're um like it's okay here's the rules and here's how you communicate this and here's what it means and, and here's this and and so i i think that a lot of people and i just like pointing out like like porn is is like, dude, imagine being a young kid right now. Like, I mean, like I'm sure growing up, like you and I probably watched fucking what, whatever and that probably painted, painted visions of what we think was okay or whatever yeah. too. But right now, imagine like, dude, bro, you can be any years old and you could for free go to whatever porn yep. website and you could watch the most fucked up shit with the fucked up title yes. and all this stuff. And like, bro, like what's this going to do to these kids in 10 years?
1: And that, and I think, and that's the yeah. problem is that we get these, this shit in our head of that's what's normal. Yeah. Now I'm like, these don't, these kind of things are what's making me or what's getting me off. Like, and it was just like so unhealthy. Like it it was what was unhealthy about it. Wasn't the acts, Cause I'm not like, I'm not into any like weird, weird shit, but it, the, 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 it was the dominance. It was the dominance. And in that dominance, it was emotionally disconnecting. Kinda and like that's what mir- was making it unhealthy. Remember
0: you get ready in the dark. Yeah. Remember you talked about that before? It's mm-hmm. kind of like almost like getting the sex and then it's like you you, you lock into that dark place and just like associate yep. like yep. I'm in that dark place now. Yeah. I, place you would I never, wedding, right? yeah.
1: It was so weird, man. It was, it was really, it was really tough for me and that's why um, I took the whole um abstinence route is because it was confusing. I was like, yo, I can't, do, I can't keep doing this. Right. Like I really have to put an end to this and that's, and it's hard and it's hard to talk about too. I mean, think about right. it. Every you know, everyone's like, "Oh, you're you're just a pussy." Like, right. you know, what do you like? You know, and it was that's di- been the normal conversation. Yeah, whole lives, man. It's- and it's just like you know, to come out, you know, as a young male, twenty eight years old, and say that I'm confused with sex, like that's not an easy thing. But right. I I feel like that's somebody else is going through that, and if I talk about it, I can just be a catalyst. And that's what and that's what I wanna do. And that's what and that's what comes that's what everything is coming down to in this is this whole vulnerability thing for me and, and talking about the things that I go through is I just I know I'm gonna connect with somebody. Right. Somebody can reach out to me. Or someone's gonna listen to this and they're gonna and, and they're gonna be like, Wow, I'm not alone, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, look at who he is on his um on his Instagram and his highlights, but he still goes through this kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, I, I like to show this stuff more often than people think just because life's not always sweet, you know what I mean, and and, and uh, I think what we do, especially in our relationships, is we're like, you know, well that's our business, you know, that's our business, no, fuck, even if, like, you break up, you might be able to help another couple, like, you know, if there's some things that you're embarrassed about, I mean, that, that's just, you can help somebody else, and that's why I feel like, It did take me a while to talk about this kind of stuff, but I feel like if there's somebody or another male or another couple that goes through this kind of shit right now, and if someone can can look at this and and say, wow, maybe it is okay to talk about it because it is it's okay to talk about everything, everything you cannot work through shit. Alone, 100 percent by yourself. People use counselors, people use therapists, people, their partners, like I know very few people that can dig into the darkest depths of their mind and, and, and go there and, and come out on the other side by themselves. It's very tough. Right. So, but, but I think even getting into that and going into it,
0: uh, uh, grabbing the, I, I think a lot of times that I like something that I try to like reiterate cause something that like we, for, we almost forget about or something. Uh, like when we're listening to people, we're like, "Oh, I ain't that, or I ain't that." Like, so if somebody's like, in the you know, if there's some seventeen-year-old who just loves hardcore porn more than anything. He's listening to us right now. He's yeah. probably like, "The fuck, bro! What are you, what are you saying?" Yeah. But I think that like a huge thing is like, dude, you aren't born one way mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to stay that way yeah. and, and i think that if you come to a point in your life where you notice like man this isn't fucking working for me this shit is not working there's this moment in get him to the greek where uh russell brand jumps off the fucking root, the jump off the building and he jumps into the pool but he hits his arm and he fucking breaks his arm to yeah, his blood yeah. and he just aaron comes up and he's like he's like man this is He's like, I-, I want some help. He's like, it's just not working for me. This is not working. Yeah. And I think, well, dude, if you can get to this fucking point in your life, dude, it's just not working. So for So metaphorical. You, yeah,
1: man, it just—it's not working, uh, it's man. Just, you know how this isn't working, dude? Yeah,
0: there is blood everywhere oh, around here in the Oh my pool. god! But, but I think, dude, it's like, like the because I I would get caught up in like hating myself too much to motivate myself, mm-hmm. like. And I think just knowing like, okay, I have these things that are coming up and I wanna change them and I wanna I wanna think differently and I wanna do differently and I don't wanna do a bump a blow before I drive my girlfriend around. Really. Yeah. Like I think just like when you have that moment, that little like fucking firefly or whatever yep. it is, that little spark of something that comes up, you gotta just be like, cool, maybe I wasn't that way before, but I can change, like I can I can start to think differently. And changing isn't immediate either. Like yeah. sometimes it takes pain. Like you're like I notice these things and you're like I'm having a fucking bad couple of days, man. Dude, like, a lot of rough. times
1: the light shines through the wound. Remember yeah. that? The yeah. light shines through the wound. Uh There's something about There's something about being in pain and I just think of it directly with working out. Like being pain like having that lactic acid just build up in your chest or your legs or wherever in your arms and it's like this bro pump right but there's something that's so satisfying when you put it down and i really feel like i've I've gotten there mentally too like nate you're always better after this you always feel better after this you always connect with somebody after this i neglected connection for so long i was that guy like i would literally go to a bar to eat I would get off at my work go to another bar to eat and I would leave my headphones in the entire time so no one would talk to me like I neglected connection because I was so worried about myself and so in my head that and I not wanting to deal with you know the shit I was really just afraid someone was going to ask me a question that was going to hit me in the wrong way Mm. like are you going to ask me something that's going to bring up something that I don't want to deal with Mm, right and, and and so i just kept to myself i shut so many people out i lost a lot of friends i i my ego was so strong that i i i pushed people away from me too because i would just like you know if you don't you know this is easier for me just to get you out of my life than to than to deal with what i have going on and then create a connection with you and now i'm just like man, I take that extra time to create connections with people. I, now I'm, I I still don't drink, but honestly, I have been going out to like after work functions and hanging out with friends and like, I'm creating friendships. Like I have, um, a dude that I'm recently just started being friends with from work and, and our connection is like crazy. And I'm like, dude, how many other people could I have done this with? Right. Like, how many other people could I have had these dope connections with if I would have just opened myself up? And you know, and we t- and and even like, I'm like, oh, you know, it's, this dude is like, he's a, um, he's a, he's a football player. So I'm like, oh, he probably don't want to hear what the fuck I have to say. I judge him, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, oh, he's a fucking man's man, you right. know what I'm saying? He don't want to hear he's about more mainly the meat, yeah, like girl shit, yeah, you know. And it's like completely opposite, you know. He's talking to me about his relationship. He's talking to me about the shit that he's gone through. It's just like, whoa, like. Again, how many people are going through things that you don't know about? Or when you're neglecting to go through your own shit, you could have been connecting with somebody, but instead you're, emo- you're emotionally disconnected, and that's where I was. And I was emotionally disconnected everywhere. I couldn't care for anyone around me because I didn't care for myself. Right. To, 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 to dig into that and to, 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 to pull up the things that you need to deal with and to pull up the childhood bullshit, that creates self-love. Like, it really does. Because then you're empathetic for yourself. Right. You can look at yourself and be like, yo, I've made it through that. Right. Like, but if you don't even think about it, if you're just worried about the next thing and the next thing and next mm-hmm. thing, that's what the unfulfilling feeling is. But when you turn backwards and you look yourself in the mirror and be like, I went through that whole time of fucking hell and I bodied that shit and I murdered it. Right you get that self love and you get that empathy for yourself and then you can pass it on to somebody else. You can't love somebody until you love yourself. You can't love your friends. You can't love your family, how you're supposed to until you can love yourself until you can be empathetic inside you. You can't pass it. You can't share anything. You don't have, right? You can't share anything that you don't have.
0: It's huge, man. It's huge. And I was also distracted by the sound of that running water. It's fucking bummed me out. That's okay. i like that's the thing about it dude that's enough to throw me off Uh, fuck man uh i i I agree i think just like giving yourself giving yourself grace to to dig into it and 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 know that people are still gonna love you Mm -hmm. you i think that's that's been a huge thing like i like reframing who you are from the ground up is like just as big as it sounds oh bro. like like going back like i was saying like i you know there's some shit that i was like dealing with from younger like going back it's like it hurts to even talk about it. like yep. let alone like rip it apart and see like all right what did it what what has it caused me bad what does it cause me good what is it like taking taking dude it's opening doors that are closed really mm-hmm. like like in, in re- reframing your mental structures
1: one thing i really want people to know and i really really want to drive this home is that reframing your mind and rebuilding yourself is an accomplishment mm-hmm. take that take that win right don't let anybody take yeah. that from you that is a win if in you are happy self if you are happy, that is a win. Don't let anybody tell you because you don't have this or because you don't have that or because you're broke or because you live with your parents or because you do this. No matter what it is, if you have rebuilt yourself inside, you are a fucking winner. Yeah, you are because that shit is so hard. Like and also, too, if you can tell people about it, like, what do you think this guy's thinking to me when I'm like, I don't know, I just want to be happy. Like, what's next for you? Right. Trying to be happy. He's t- he like that's why I don't like that those surface level conversations because I'm like yo we have nothing to talk about yeah you're miserable you're and you're seeing not- me through your frame yeah and you're miserable and not willing to talk about it and I am so this is gonna be a bullshit conversation because What'd you're not you- gonna be honest with me and I'm gonna be honest with you
0: think about that situation like if I was in the other person's shoes just like like if somebody told me like like oh, if I'm like hey man what's next like what's up like and they told me like yeah I just want to be happy I'd be like okay, like, tell me about that. Like, I'd be like, whoa, shit, that seems exactly. like, like, holy shit, what an incredible opportunity dude, for a beautiful, if, honest conversation. Dude, and you just shut that yeah. off by saying like, well, when you work at the mill, you'll be happy or whatever. Yeah, it's and, you like, what, what are
1: you going to do? Well, so you must be looking for a new career. Yeah. Like, no, dude, that's, no, that's what Everybody's I'm not trying to different, do. Dude. They got to yeah. go
0: through different stages. They got to, but I think that when you can meet somebody where they're at, not where you're at, you know, not, not like, Like, yeah. And I,
1: I I wasn't, I wasn't offended by it. I just think it was like one of those things where it's like, again, I've been there. I've been there. Like, I really, I feel like I saw the world through a different lens my whole entire life, but I was so caught up in myself that I conformed. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly, I was a bully in high school. I would look at these kids and I would be like, "Oh, that's an easy way for me to feel better about myself." Mm. But instead of looking at like, "Why do you see that kid that way?" Because you see him differently than everybody else does. Right. So instead I took advantage of it. And so, you know, I connect with a lot of people that people think are different. Like when you you and I connect, I mean, you're definitely a different dude. I connect with those people that are like, I'm like, "I wonder what that person's drawing." You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I would always do that, but I'm like, oh, they're they're just by themselves, you know? Cause Buy I was some lonely
0: ass shit. Yeah. It, yeah, you know what I mean? Then like you tell
1: yourself to think that it's and, cool. But I always saw the world that way. But I really feel like, and again, this is, oh, man, this is really hard for me to share and really hard for me to say. But I um, I was too scared to be different. I was too scared to be emotionally different, and so I was just the same as everybody else. And and that's where. I feel like you and I are, are similar because you went through that extreme phase of like doing all the weird shit with the clothes and all that other bullshit. And I did the same thing. I mean, I dyed my fucking hair. I had a blonde mohawk. And next thing you know, I'm just trying to, I'm screaming from the inside. Next thing you know, it's cool. And everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like I, the next year after I graduated, my, my next year, I had a blonde mohawk. Next thing I know, everybody has a blonde mohawk. Yeah, And I'm like, you, you made it cool. And I'm like, flip. I that was an accident. Like I was just trying to be different. I just wanted you guys to see I was different. You know, I've got four holes in my ears, like f- earrings. Like it's like, oh, it's different. No dude has the yeah. double hole right now. Like I was the first one to do it. And then I had a double eyebrow, like, and then I got tattoos. It's like. That's like a weird, do you think small town, like, does this happen if you grew
0: up in like fucking Seattle downtown? I wonder, I wonder, because nobody knows you. Yeah, I wonder, because nobody knows you. I set myself aside from all these, and we grew up kind of like, again, I would say riding the wave of technology, like Mm -hmm. we weren't so, like when we were in high school, it wasn't like super on, uh, well, as much on social media and stuff, from what I remember, but I, I think that a lot of the times we're like, we're trying to to set ourselves so far apart from people gosh sometimes it seems to me like just looking back like a lot of things that i would be like wearing or whatever it's like a weird cry for help in a weird way no that's what it was and and that's what i'm saying is that
1: that it was like we were scared to be emotionally different so we were physically different
0: right well i also you know what is it's just coming up as i'm thinking about it Cause I've always like, since I was, since I was younger, I always like, I always liked dressing differently. Like mm-hmm. I was just, I always been like, I went to ninth grade with pink hair, like yeah. I just the tight pants, everything, piercings, yeah. whatever. Everything. But, uh, I think, uh, something I'm coming up with, like my family a lot is, uh, realizing that when I was young and still to this day, like they make fun of fucking everybody, mm-hmm. everybody gets made fun of. Mm-hmm. And so I had this, when I was nine the crazy thing you know a lot of things happened to me my life changed a lot and it was really this like the way that i survived in my head was like i gotta be nothing like these people i've mm-hmm. got to make yep. i've got to build myself into this person that needs like to, you well, needs like to you move. Move.
1: almost um right. you can't belong there because right. you're so and, different and,
0: and so i would i would even like you know a lot of the way i would dress and the things that i would do would be even like whatever i can do to push myself farther away because yep. like like it makes me like because
1: now no one can physically associate with you with them right yeah
0: right and, and and they and and i was somebody like i was definitely on the outside of them when i knew that they make fun of people who dress like me so like when i show up to to see you the next time i'm dressed in that same thing you just made fun of someone but you're gonna ignore yes. it you're gonna act like you didn't say it exactly and so man we we could be built off little shit like that like mm-hmm. like a lot of the shit i dress could be summarized to trying to prove that i'm different than my family yep. I think that's how fucking simple we can mm-hmm. be sometimes yeah you know? but you can reframe that and you can be like what's up with that what do i want that
1: like yep yeah. And I think, um, also too finding out, um, cause I feel like you're still different, but finding out the differences that were truly you and the differences that you were forcing. So I feel like for me, like it was always about outside. It was always about me being, you know, different, but also me being the best. I was the best dressed in high school in my senior year. So now I'm like, now that I'm different, can I still associate with fashion? And I'm like, I like it, but can I go back there? You know what I mean? Mm. And so I wasn't until recently, you know, I feel like I did this weird thing where I was like wearing sweats every day and like the same sweatshirt. Like I would have two of the same sweatshirts and I would just wear them. I, like I had this long period where on my days off and when I wasn't working, I was dressed like, like i would say like a homeless guy right like and i think it's because i was like god i like those things but that's the old me right. do i really like it or is that still those things that i'm battling and things that i'm facing and i think what it is is i finally just came to the the conclusion that i just mixed the two i mean i have my clothes that i like but i wear the same ones often right. like i have you know the shoes that i used to have i have these expensive you know, high priced Jordans, and I have two pairs instead of twenty. So right. I, it's like there's a there's that mixture now yeah. of like, like I like Jordans, but
0: I don't need twenty.
1: Exactly, like I like, and I'm like, you know, but I had this weird like hate for myself. Like, why do I have this pull towards these shoes? What do I have this pull towards this pair of pants? Why do I have this pull towards this? Hoodie? A shitty
0: spot for hate to sneak in. Yeah, and, and it,
1: it's like because I was like associating with with the old me. Mm. So Nate, are you still forcing yourself to try to be different? Or are you? do you genuinely like these things? And I think it was like, I really had to sit back and like, okay, what do I like about it? You know? And I had to do that with my entire life. What am I trying to be different at? You know, what car am I buying? Am I buying that car because I want to be different? Am I, or am I buying that car? Cause I like it. Am I buying, you know, what am I involving myself in right now? Is it, is it to be different? Right. Is it, is it that cry that you were doing before or is it really what you truly love? And I think that I'm starting to find that. And I think that's the process of rewiring yourself and finding yourself as being okay with certain things that you didn't think were okay at one point or getting rid of the things that you thought were okay at one point too.
0: Yeah. and, And allowing yourself to evolve out of them. Because I think that I did like when I would just start fucking hanging out here all the time. Uh, when I like just started getting better, I kind of went through the same thing. Like I would listen to these things about like Steve jobs. What he would do is he would just wear the same thing every day mm-hmm. and I'll be like, fuck man. I wonder like what that is. And I was trying to just eliminate like some madness in my head really. And yeah. so I would be like, I need to cut out some choices. Yep. It does take me 15 minutes to get dressed. Cause I stress yeah. about like, all right, where am I going? Who's going to see me? Who like, what yep. do I want to be wearing when they see me?" like these weird things? So I was like, let's cut out. Let's cut that out. And so mm-hmm. I started wearing, I was doing the same thing. I was wearing a white fucking t-shirt yep. and like just some, the same joggers every day. Yeah. Um. But, but I think, I think there's a lot of this that's like, it's inevitable for a lot of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to, there's a lot of people who are going to be in the middle of that stage right now. I think for me, like, so my car, for example, is, is this cool stage that I'm at in my life as a 28 year old, my car When I was like 16 years old, my car was the fucking car. I remember I saw a fucking, probably more of a Bentley when I first saw it, but a Chrysler 300. I was like, bro, that drop top looking shit looks so. I was like, I'm upset. I'm getting that. Like, And bro, I I got that. I got my I got a good job. You always get whatever you want. And and I fucking got it. And and now I've had it for years and years. And it's like like it's like yesterday it was broke down. I've been fixing it, you know. And like I'm just thinking, I'm like, you know. I'm glad I had this car and I've had it for many, many years. I love it. And seriously, this was my dream car. Like some people Mm -hmm. want to fucking Porsche this million dollars. This was mine. I got it. Yeah. But uh, I'm at this point in my life now where I'm like, is this actually bringing me down like is this is this is it time to move on from this stage of my car because yeah. now i'm like i want like a four by four jeep because i like to go into the woods yeah like in in 22 inch rims don't really help me get into the nah, woods so it's like wait all. yeah 22 inch rims were seemed like they were beneficial back then right to me because it's like helped me feel cool in my ego and it's what i wanted yeah but but i, I think being able to, to like readjust and say like you know what like i was there and i did have all these jordans but like if i sold them fuck it's all right i think it's, it's
1: right. a what you're doing is you're afraid to let a part of your identity go no doubt so this is how you associated with yourself for a really long time and that's what we yearn for self-association who am i what do i do what do i believe in what do i drive what do i wear what time do i get up what do i eat blah 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 blah, etc 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 so you get your dream car and then you're like i don't want it anymore it's almost a fear of letting it go i feel like we can subconsciously do that with a lot of shit, like our trauma how we associated ourselves like i really convinced myself that i was stupid for a long time like anything that you hear about me is going to be physical it's going to be that i'm in shape it's going to be that i did a sport it's going to be that i rode a bike it's going to be this Mm, it's going to be that the speaking thing you probably won't hear that from, from this version of me because I'm not confident in myself in those other areas. So I was like, can I let that go? Can I let go of the fact that I don't think that I'm a student? Can I let go of the fact that I don't think that I can learn anything new, that I'm just all physical? Well, if I don't get a sponsorship from my bike, from a big company, you know, I'm never going to be able to follow my dreams. I was neglecting the fact that I can that I can let that part of me and that how I was identifying, I could let that go. But that's a weird thing because that's all we want. We want to find this identity. And then when we find it, the possibility of there being another identity is really scary. Yeah. Really scary. Because now you're like, do I even want this car? And you're like, well, of course I do. It's my dream car. What do you mean? Don't tell yourself that. You're like going back and forth in your head because you're scared of like, moving on to something else right which is weird because that's yeah, the whole point of growth in itself so do you think that we get to like you know your your
0: your latter 20s when you fucking step from being a boy into being a man you know a lot of us like we're, where we're at like obviously we're th- through a lot of change but we're yeah. also fucking just growing up and trying yeah. to be men yeah. in the way we can i think like like because i'm at a point where like i'm I'm not trying i'm not in the market to buy a new car right now i'm not like out looking or anything. Yeah. but i i think i have come to terms with like I'm so pumped that I had that car. It's not like, fuck, I want to get rid of that thing. It doesn't really yeah. happen anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, like, I think we also got to do, as we're momentum, we're fucking moving forward. We're like, here's on to the next one, on the next yep. one, assigning ourselves to task. We got to sometimes be like, you know what? I Jake, Jake Ryan's man, you're fucking cool, man. Like, it, it's cool that you got that dream car that yep. you wanted and I'm proud of you for getting it, yep. you know? And like, now I just heard myself say that, you know? And yep. now I can, I can let that car go without being like that's not my identity. I hate that old guy. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to hate your old identity so much. Sometimes you can,
1: you can realize that you've grown out of it's that. A part mile, of... It's a milestone. Yeah. It's a milestone.
0: In yeah. giving yourself that next step, I feel like is important.
1: Yeah. Right? Instead of staying in it. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's what gets us better in everything. Like in our relationships, in our life, in our careers, in our jobs, in our money, in our self-worth, in our self-growth, in our everything giving yourself a milestone and then stepping on it to go to a next one. Yeah. Putting your body and your feet on that right. stone, on that whatever that is, and then going to the next one.
0: Imagine if you're physically building your own staircase to your goals. Exactly. Like you literally can't get to the third step unless you built a second one. Yep. That's fucking crazy.
1: I like it. I yeah, like it. Dudes. Yeah, I really... Oh, man, I just... I just want people to, to really know how important that is. Like, I really do. I just want drive that home, drive that home to yourself. Like you can be better than you think you can. Don't hold yourself back. People hold themselves back for everybody has their own personal reasons. I really feel like everyone has their own personal reasons. My personal reason why I've always held myself back is that I didn't believe in myself. I really did not believe in myself as much as I put out, you know, all this stuff on, on, on the internet, it was more of an affirmation than it was facts. It you. was more of, us like, I, I gotta have this. I want this. I want this. I want this. I truly do. I wake up every single day and I go to bed thinking about this every single day. I want this. And so that's what I was putting out and putting out. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Like, if I want something, I'm putting it out there. Like that van talks thing, man, that is on my. It's happening instagram and i'm saying it on camera right now so i can look back on this that i'm going to speak at that event that's happening
0: it's not here not yet bro think about it you wouldn't be able to say that sentence if you didn't at least say like i want to believe in myself like even if that's the thing is like sometimes you don't get this magic switch that turns on like self-belief but dude you gotta like fight through the feelings of like i i I can do this yeah like and everybody's different
1: shit. for me i have to convince myself over and over and over again. some people don't have to do it some mm. people can just wake up and say this is what i'm doing and here we go yeah i'm not i'm not wired like that yet i have to wake up every day and say this is what you're doing this is what yeah. i'm doing this is what i'm doing i we, at one point when i found out that i was live auditioning i was like okay i'm gonna start writing down my thing and and, and you know whip it out and then i was finding that i was making myself be busy on purpose so i can avoid it because i was like well, if I didn't prepare, obviously I wouldn't get it, duh. Like, mm. and I was like, dude, you're not preparing. How are you gonna get this if you don't get your hopes up?
0: Right, fuck, bro. It's it's such a believing in yourself is like s- the most easy and complicated thing at the same exact time. So easy, it's but so I, easy. Do you ever feel like because I so like at the beginning of my like depression getting better after all that? I had this like constant for days and days. I just had like this belief. This belief I had to hold on to that like this is going to get better because everything feels so farce and so fucking fake. I'm like, dude, realistically what's happening right now is I'm sad as fuck. But what I got to tell myself is, dude, you're going to be fine, Bob. Like, and it feels contrived. It feels so fake, you know, but like, but that's just at first. Yeah. That's dude, you you got to, that's close up. Oh, but, but you got to, you got to fucking, you, you got to, you got to believe in yourself and you got to like get through the, sometimes it's going to be a couple days or sometimes even a couple of weeks of yep. like your, your bad wolf telling yep. you like, no, you're a pussy, bro. You're, you, you like darkness. Oof. You don't deserve to get Oof. better, bro. You're a, you're, you're a bad person. Like you've done things that can't be, can't be taken back, bro. Yeah, you're fucked. Man. You, you can't get, oh, you want to get better. That's cute. Well, you're evil. Yeah. That's what, that's what your demons say. That's what your fucking oh, bad wolf man. says, bro. But you gotta, you gotta say that's not true that is not true you got to be soft with yourself sometimes you got to say that's not true and you got to say you know what i fucking believe in myself how about that and you do that monday and then you do it fucking tuesday and then you do it wednesday and then thursday might be the hardest day of your life but maybe friday you're like fuck man i, I woke up without have to tell myself that i believe in yep. myself i just kind of like you just had a little it. thing yeah. and i think trusting that that's there like that getting that 95% of your day the subconscious is running your day getting that 95% trained is 5% this day 5% tomorrow day consistency
1: yeah. is key in everything yeah. and and as far as like your your skill and your talent and whatever you're trying to obtain, and in your mind too. Consistency is key in everything. I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. Every, every, I wake up every single day and I say what I am. I say I'm a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. You wanna look at me and tell me I'm not? You're probably right. Yeah. But I have to, I have to, that's what works for me. Yeah. And it's okay, like a lot of people, are scared to associate themselves with something that they are not yet. How do you get there then? So if I don't say I'm a speaker, I'm never going to speak. I'm not going to do the things that speakers do. I'm not going to research. I'm not going to brainstorm. I'm not going to come up with little nuggets and little ideas. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not, I'm not going to get opportunity. So how do you become something that you're not already, if you don't identify as that, or If, if you don't, if you don't, you will stop you won't strive to be it
0: uh-uh. oh, dude i i just sorry, i fucking interrupted you i was just getting inside i was just like, <laughs> but i was just thinking like elon musk like what if elon musk just yeah. he's like Nah, I can't fucking get to the moon, bro. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. Now yeah. we're nowhere. All right, cool. cool. Let's, close the, Let's go. yeah. <laughs> close the books. Yeah. Close the books. That's, that's Good job, as simple guys. as the thing is, you know, you yeah. hear these dudes talk about, you listen to a lot of the motivational stuff and a lot of people think that it's like, nah, that's just not for me. Like the positivity, the motivational thing is not for me. It's like, no, man, if you just listen to it and you really like open yourself up to it, you realize like, oh shit, that is kind of how reality works, right? Like if I, like if I don't believe in myself, it's not happening. Well, why would you want to be miserable is my question. Because we think we deserve it. Yeah, we, we, we think that like based off of like whatever patterns that we've had, whatever patterns that we learned, whatever mm-hmm. things that were told to us when we were younger that we didn't realize were told to us that we didn't realize affected us so much, you I know, we need to suffer. It.
1: Yeah, you know, what's weird is I was listening to Tony Robbins um, about his his human needs portion. And it's crazy because he says whatever you are, whether you're happy or you're sad, all your human needs are met. So that's what's scary. You know what I mean? You know how to identify. You know what I mean? You know that you're sad. All your, you know, your needs of um, um, having a place, or you know, are met. Like, and the only thing that's not met when you're unhappy is growth. So you're getting your four out of your five, or I can't. I think he's right. five. Has five uh human needs that I um. I and, he uh, takes
0: it from the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm just. I just
1: started the book. It's that book sitting right there. Yeah, and I and uh, I was like. oh Like, dude, no wonder. Like, that's why we keep ourselves there. Four of the five of our needs, besides growth, are being met. God, and it's like like, to deal with that, even if you
0: notice that to deal with that, it's like, well, this sucks, but now I'm gonna have to like move my move the needs that are unmet. Like it's still gonna hurt like a bitch, maybe even more. But it's kind of like choosing your pain, right? It's like life, regardless of how you live, if you die at age 60, you're gonna have certain pains, like regardless of how life goes. You're going to have certain pains and like if you believe in yourself and you want to pursue your dreams, those are the pains that are going to come with your dreams. Like if you work at a mill, that's cool. That's awesome. Fuck yeah. Like but there's certain pains that are going to come with working at a mill. Yeah. And like if you can deal with that, that's awesome. That's your life. That's so, you know, like if you just if you enjoy your job yep. and and it works out for you and and these things come full circle, you're like, "Okay, I can handle these pains." But I think that a lot of times we only see we see the pains of our dreams from where we're at mm-hmm. right now, yep. you know? And we're like, fuck, of course I couldn't handle those things. It's like, bro, you ain't the man to handle those things yet. Yeah, yeah. You haven't built yourself there up yet. to be yeah. that yet. But when you're you give yourself yet. your dreams, you could you start to have this thing that wakes up that you're like, fuck bro. I, I know like maybe I ain't quite there, but like I have this, this faith, this hope that like, like I'm going to be able to handle those pains yep. and when
1: I, I'm ready. Yeah. And I but. feel like, um, a common misconception with that growth and, and, and becoming that new thing is that everything is better, but with new levels come new devils every single time, every time you step into a new level, every time you step into a different version of yourself, you're going to face a battle. And I think that was what was a surprise to me is I'm like, you know, um, but I'm on this path. Like I'm doing good. Why am I still dealing with this stuff? Like, why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still, you know, having, th- d- you know, depression, depressional thoughts? Why am I still, why am I developing because I haven't had it before? Why am I developing anxiety if I'm progressing? You don't ever escape these things. You just learn how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And and the reason that when, when you look at older people and you look at people that are seasoned and people that are, that are wise their problems don't go away, they learn how to deal with them and they affect their life less every single time. Mm. They, af- they let it affect their happiness less, they let it affect their day less, they let it affect their mind less, they m- let it affect their mood less every single time. Because the problems never go away. It's just how you learn how to deal with them.
0: Right, yeah, they're passing, that's what I always say like with meditation, like man, whatever you're dealing with, it's passing through your brain. Yeah. You take care of your brain. That's like, it. like, Why don't you learn how your brain works? meditation and and, um, introspective thinking and like uh, trying to just take a look at not being afraid to take a look at your insides. I think just any of that is enough to be like, all right, well, these problems might get worse. Like the things that come up at me might get worse. Um, As I progress, I might have bigger problems, Mm -hmm. but it's all going to pass through you. And if you just take care of you, the problems are easily more solved. Like Mm -hmm. the same exact situation. If I drop this glass cup and and it goes all over the ground, I might be devastated. Like, fuck, this is the worst day of my life. My glass cup just broke. Yeah. Like the exact same cup, person right next to you, they could drop a cup too and be like, fuck, man, it's just a cup. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It's 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 your perception. So, yeah,
1: man. it's your perception. Yeah. You want to call it? Yeah. I broke you. Boom.
0: Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Just wanted to quickly touch by and ask, of course, uh, if you could subscribe and like and share any of those sort of things. If you have anybody who may be able to benefit in the current time uh, with any of the episodes that you've listened to, maybe send them a link, have them read the description, check it out. I just really appreciate the the sharing, keeps the momentum alive here. So take care of yourselves, drink some water, focus on your posture and love yourself. See you later.